All right, guys. So this is episode two of the Daily Recruiter. I appreciate everyone tuning in. Um, you know, it's funny. I might have like one or two uh, listeners out there, but uh, that's how it grows. You know, that's how a podcast grows, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. And I'm, I'm uh, doing my best to you know really grow this base. This is my only my second episode, and I, I learned from listening to a lot of different episodes. Um, and like I said, you know, just kind of going based off of what I said on the episode one, I'm doing this because it helps uh, me become a better recruiter, right? The best way to, to learn something is to teach it to others. And, you know, with the technology that we have these days, I mean, at, you know, it's everything's at our fingertips. We can basically, um, you know, create anything. So why not create a podcast to help other recruiters? Um, get better at their craft as well and, and maybe hopefully answer some some questions or concerns or maybe somebody's got some ideas out there but I'd like to continue this podcast and you know hopefully bring on some uh, industry leaders um, some great recruiters who can give us some insight and then kind of give you just an overall run through of what everything looks like on a day-to-day basis in the recruiting world and what are some of the things that we're all struggling with and um, so we can all become better recruiters and and better uh, you know, professionals in our craft here. Um, so uh, in the last episode, um, we talked about the basically the five topics um, or the, the five key elements of the recruiting cycle, right? Um, which is sourcing, screening, um, resumes, uh, and then obviously the close. Um, so we kind of just went over all of those in, in a very uh, basic format. And I want to go and just dive a little bit deeper into each and every single one of those. So uh, the next five episodes is going to be point, you know, episode one, point one, episode one, point two, point three, up until we get to point five here. OK. Um, and so uh, obviously I'm not going to bore you. I just want to give you a 30-minute spiel because I know everyone's got a short attention span these days. I know I do, um, and I'm learning as I listen to other podcasts and, and then start to grow this thing. So, like I said, I don't make any money off of this. You know, one day I'd like to do this full time; it'd be amazing. But uh, for now, you know, this is all just uh, me learning and, and just kind of giving back. So, uh, yeah, bear with us and uh, looking forward to to this episode. All right, guys. So uh, just like we talked about before, um, you know, the first element of the, the recruiting cycle is the screening. Right. So I kind of give you a little insight. I was trained by a guy who was had been recruiting for over 30 years since the 1980s. OK, so I know these days I know the way we recruit is we have. Um, over five different recruiting tools, right? We have ZipRecruiter, Indeed, LinkedIn Recruiter, um, we have Ladders and Monster and Career Builder, um, all just uh, just you know a plethora of resources to grab resumes and screen them. Well, the guy that trained me, I won't say his name. Hopefully, one day I can bring him onto this podcast. Um, but uh, the guy who trained me, he had over thirty years of experiences, and uh, I. I kind of see him as like a boot camp like uh type of uh boss right he was kind of a in your face and he'd say things just like you know just vulgar and straight up but at the end of the day it got the point across and it really made you think about recruiting because um <laughs> he liked the way he used to call he used to say we're going to battle right and you're a recruiter and I, I see it as like the special ops of the hr department <laughs> Um, when they can't find the people and they haven't applied, you know, they, they send out the recruiters. Well, 
Um, so he had said back in the 1980s, um, the way the recruiting agencies used to do it is they used to pull out a phone book and they used to just call down the list of names. And if someone was interested and available in a job opportunity, they do what they call a live one. They put that name and number on a piece of paper and they said, I've got a live one in the office. Um, and then the account managers, uh, the guys who were in charge of the business side would say, boom, what is it? And then what they would do is they'd call a business um, related to that guy's um, background and experience. And they'd say, hey, we've got an interested and available candidate. That uh, says, hey, we have an interested and available candidate. We've got his resume, looks good. Are you interested in hiring him? The way it works is this is our fees, so on and so forth. Um, and they would have to go back and forth <laughs> doing that play, which is insane, by the way. Just freaking crazy. I, I can't believe that that's the way they used to recruit. If that's the way they used to recruit, I would have never became a, a recruiter. I would have, I don't know, been a cashier at you know, the local, local grocery store than to do that. That's insane. But hey, that's how it all started in uh, you know, 150-year-old craft. Uh, of what it looks like and uh, so you know all that's to say is when he trained us uh, you know he trained us well in the art of you know having the least amount of information and being able to convince someone of uh, you know of how we we go about doing things so the first element in the recruiting cycle of course going back to screening is um, sourcing, excuse me, sourcing is, you know, what does the sourcing model look like? And how do we go about picking up the keywords, right? So I know these days we, we've got all the tools and the resources, um, and I'll offer some Boolean strings here to kind of show you how I do my recruiting methods. Um, but <clears throat> you got to go for the what I'd like to call like in your face, uh, you know, Boolean string here when you're sourcing. And the, the in your face is do the most specific, exact Boolean string search, you know, of the, of the resume you're looking for. So let's say for instance, if you're looking for an inside sales representative um, in the, let's say insurance industry, you simply put in quotations, inside sales representative and insurance. Because what sometimes we don't realize is we overcomplicate things, right? We think too deeply into it. We've gotten so good at our craft that we can do, you know, like sales and business and account and executive. And we do such a broad search only to find a, sh a ton of resumes that, um, you know, could be high potentials. But when we don't realize is sometimes it's, if we go through the most basic search, it might just hit us in the face and be right there waiting for us. Um, and so what I, so, you know, kind of going off of that is the best way to do so is always start basic. Always start with the in your face Boolean string. It's like, hey, the resume could be right in front of you and you not even know it. So we start with the most basic Boolean search string, right? Which is inside sales representative and insurance. So that's what you're looking for, an inside sales representative in the insurance industry. So once you come across the resume, right? Let's say you come across it, great. If you don't, all right, so let's move on to the next one. So 
What I like to do is I like to break it up into three parts, right? So you've got the in-your-face Boolean string, the most obvious Boolean string to search for. And then what you do is you do a one-off, right? A one-off Boolean string, meaning that you just break off one component. So what you want to do is go inside sales and uh, inside sales and representative and insurance, right? So the representative part might not be on the title, but it might, a representative might be somewhere along the job description or excuse me, along the resume somewhere. So if it's not on the title, it'll at least be somewhere along the resume, right? And that way it still pulls up inside sales guys and say, hey, I'm actually a representative. I just didn't put that in my title, but I also have insurance experience. Great, awesome, right? Um, so now you break that up and then you go one step further. If that doesn't work, then we'll go ahead and go one step further and you break it up into three parts. Um, and so what we do now is we put, um, you know, what I like to do is the base. Like what do we have to have no matter what? Sales, right? So we put sales and inside and representative and insurance that way all those keywords are there broken up somewhere in the resume right and so um you you go ahead and break those components up to see okay boom everything is there right and then um let's say for instance that doesn't work out we've got all those three different um you know all those three different components broken up into four separated because um, you'll have inside somewhere, sales somewhere, and you might just be able to pick it through. And then finally, and this is basically, um, and the reason why I didn't put this one in included is because I, I like to see this one as the, the, the baseline broad Boolean search. And, and what I mean by that is, as you'll probably see, you know, inside salespeople or salespeople in general have different titles, account executive, business development manager, business development executive, business development representative, inside sales, outside sales individual, um, inside sales executive. And you've got all these different components of how they're actually worded, right? Account manager. Some guys are actually inside sales guys who have an account manager title because they do, uh, you know, account management, but mostly what they do is inside sales. So what you want to do is you want to have the, the baseline Boolean search string, which is sales and business or representative or executive or um, inside or outside or uh, account or manager. That puts everything into place. So you get at least the salesperson is going to show up um, on your search and then everything else from there, at least business, at least account or executive, and that's when you put your brain to work. So one thing that I was trained to do by this man with 30 years of experience is you can't have a computer do all the work for you. So we are smarter than the computer. Man created the computer. Therefore, we can't assume that the computer knows everything. The computer is smart um, and fast, but it doesn't know everything. It only knows a set of rules that you, um, you know, command it to uh, to carry out, um, but it doesn't really under, understand or comprehend the bigger picture of what you're trying to accomplish. So that being said, 
you need to do the deciphering of the resume yourself, meaning you have to look deeply at that resume in order for you to find what you're looking for. Because it could be a number of reasons why this inside sales guy doesn't call himself an inside salesperson. He could be, but in his job description, he might go, hey, you know, I'm an inside, I actually do sales on the phone and I make 50 calls a day, uh, send out 100 emails an hour, and I do all these things that an inside sales guy does, but his title is, you know, the overlooker of accounts. And you're going, why would you call yourself that? You know, bosses and people call themselves all kinds of different titles. I don't know why, but it happens. But hey, at the end of the day, he's an inside sales guy. And if you find that, that golden nugget candidate, then all you have to do is just change his title and go, hey, this guy's an inside sales guy. And we'll get to that on another episode. So you get your baseline. You finally find your resume. Hallelujah. His name's John Smith. What do you do? What do you do next? Do you call him? Do you email him? What do you do? And we'll talk about that here shortly.